Welcome to Barclays Money Plan Podcast, where our experts share their knowledge and insights to help you manage your money and become a better and more confident investor. Join Claire Francis, Savings and Investments Director, and Jenny Souter, Investments Team, as they demystify the compounding phenomenon, unravelling its exponential growth potential over time. From investments to savings, this episode provides key insights to leverage the snowball effect for long-term financial success. Hi there, and welcome to Money Plan, our regular personal finance podcast. In this episode of Money Plan, Claire and I will be exploring the profound power of compounding, a concept often referred to as the eighth wonder of the world. But before we begin our conversation, I just need to remind you that the value of investments can fall as well as rise and you could get back less than you invest. We also don't offer personal advice. So if you're unsure about investing, please do seek independent financial advice. So Claire, just to kind of kick things off, you know, we've dedicated a whole podcast episode to <laughs> compounding. So can you just explain what that means in the context of investments? Yeah, and let's not scare people off, Jenny. We're not going to be talking about this for the next half hour. But I think I think as we'll find out, you know, hopefully explore is people underestimate the benefit of compounding and the impact it can have on your saving and investment returns, and in particular, your investment returns, as we'll come on to. So just to sort of take it back to explain what compounding is, compounding is effectively when you earn returns on your returns. So for example, if you invested £10,000 and after the first year it's gone up in value by 5%. After year one, it would be worth 10500 Then in the second year, if it grows by another 5%, you're earning 5% of 10500 not just 5% of your original £10,000. So by the end of year two, your investment in that scenario would be worth £11,025. And this happens, you know, and so on and so on. So the benefit of compounding increases over time. Now, you benefit from compounding with cash savings as well. So with cash savings, you obviously you earn interest on your savings. So you do benefit from compounding of of interest. But as I think, as we'll come on to the effect and impact of compounding can be far greater with investments over the longer term, because on the whole, investing generally produces higher returns in cash over time. And also, if you receive dividends, on your investing and reinvest that, it provides an additional boost from which you can benefit with compounding. You mentioned there time a couple of times um, and that kind of longer term growth. So why does compounding play such a crucial role, more specifically for those who are thinking about investing? I think you know, you cannot underestimate the value of time when it comes to investing. It really is your best friend in a way. So the longer you can invest for, the longer your money has to grow. And also the more you will benefit from the impact of compounding. So as I previously mentioned, you know, compounding is when you're earning returns on your your returns. And just to provide an example, just to show how much this can make a difference over time, it's like a snowball. So if you can imagine you start off with a snowball, you make your snowball and it's quite small and you begin to sort of roll it down a hill. Your first roll, it gets slightly bigger. But as it goes with each sort of roll down the hill, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and then sort of the, the effect of each roll becomes more significant the longer you, mm-hmm. you're rolling it. And that's how compounding worked. And if we translate this into sort of the impact it can have on your returns, um, we've got an example of 
say you start and you invest £5,000 every year from the age of 18 and assume it grows by 5% a year. Now, with investing, it wouldn't grow by 5% every year because markets go up and down, but we'll just use that as an example. By the time you're 60, that value of your investment pot would be worth £700,000, right? That's from the investing £5,000 a year from 18 to 60. If you wait until you're 30 before you start and invested the same amount, so £5,000 every year from the age of 30 to the age of 60, and it grows by 5% a year, you'd only have about £350,000 by, by the time you're 60. Still a lot of money, but half the amount of, if you'd started 12 years earlier. So it just goes to show you how beneficial compounding can have and why it's really worth starting to invest as early as you can and then keeping your money so it stays invested. Yeah, that's great. And that's a great sort of visual example to, to help people understand the effect that compounding can have. So those who are completely new to investing, how can they get started? How can they maximise the magic of compounding then? Well, I think the sooner you can start, the better. And obviously, we've covered in, in other podcasts and, and in lots of content that we produce the importance of, of investing when you're ready. So, you know, before you start investing, you need to ensure that you've got some cash savings saved up in place in case of um, an expected expenditure. You also need to make sure that you've don't owe money on sort of expensive credit card debts or, or overdrafts because the cost of the interest will probably outweigh investment returns. But once you're in a position to start, then almost the sooner you do it, the better, because you've then got that time on your side. The other thing is to sort of keep your money invested. So not to sort of try and mm -hmm. take it in and out of the market, because if you do, if you're sort of buying and then selling relatively frequently, you're not going to benefit fully from uh, from the compounding effect. And then also, if you receive dividends on your investments, which often um, people will do, is rather than taking those dividends of an, as an income, which if you're, you know, when you get later in life and, and in retirement, often you might need to take those dividends as income because that's sort of the, the purpose and how you want to use them. But if you're trying to grow your investments and grow your money, then the best thing you can do is reinvest those dividends because then as well as that sort of annual investment return you're getting, you've then got more sort of units that are of your investments that will benefit from compounding. So that provides a sort of another turbo boost in a way to the returns you're going to get and the impact and benefit from compounding. And also just sort of start small, you know, get into the habit of investing. So, you know, the sooner you can start, the better. And even if you don't feel that you can afford to invest much you know every month if you're able to put something into your investments for the future then again that's a little bit of extra that you're going to benefit from the effect of sort of investment returns plus the compounding that you're going to get for that so I think you know given how hard we we all work for mm -hmm. our money um in a way we sort of owe it to ourselves to make sure it's working as hard as it can do for us and and you know, saving and investing it and putting it away for your future is one of the best things you can do. Yeah, that that's all very, very positive um, kind of thoughts and things for people to kind of consider um, and why they should obviously kind of start early. But are there any pitfalls or mistakes that people should avoid? I think often some people start investing later than they potentially could have done uh, because, uh, 
we spend a lot of time often, don't we, thinking, particularly if it's something that's new and we're not that sure about it, thinking, oh, um, I might just look into it a bit more before I start or I don't need the money for 10, 20, 30 years. I can, um, I can spend a bit longer before I actually do it or there's more important things I need to sort out before I get round to um, opening a, an investment account. But almost this sort of the time delays cost you. So I'd, I'd really not sort of to pressure people into investing before they're ready. But if they do feel ready, then just make sure it gets to the top of that to do list and you make a start mm-hmm. because you, once you've started, that's almost the sort of the hardest bit done. And then, as, as I mentioned, you can set up a, a direct debit so that you invest monthly and almost can sort of forget about it in the same way that many people do with their, their savings if they're moving money into a savings account each month. So so don't sort of keep procrastinating and, and put it off. Um, and then the other thing is, is trying to resist the temptation to dip into your investments too much because not only will it lessen the the positive benefit you get from compounding but there are also fees associated and costs with with investing so the more you're sort of selling and and then perhaps investing again a few months later then the more you're going to pay in charges Mm -hmm. and that again will eat into your overall investment returns. Thanks so much, Claire, for shedding a light on the power of compounding. It really is such a fascinating concept that I think all investors should understand. So to our listeners, remember that when it comes to compounding, time is your greatest ally. So start early, stay consistent, and that will help in terms of growing your wealth over the longer term. If you enjoyed our conversation, please do like and subscribe to our podcast. And thank you for listening, and we'll look forward to welcoming you back again soon. All investments can fall as well as rise in value and their past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. This podcast is not a personal investment recommendation.